0: Classroom mask debate. We know that masks work. Don't tell me what I should do. Nearing the finish line. Major bipartisan infrastructure legislation. Drowning in medical debt. I felt like a criminal. It's not fair. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan. With the CBS World News Roundup, battlegrounds are emerging in two states where COVID cases have risen sharply and school children are at the center of it all. We begin in Texas. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Dallas. School superintendent Michael Hinojosa issued a temporary mask mandate in defiance of Governor Greg Abbott. We're now in a dangerous situation. The governor needs to run the state, and I need to run the district. Across Texas, average daily COVID cases jumped more than 150% in the last two weeks. In Katy, Texas, school officials are complying with the governor's order and not requiring masks in school. That's frustrated Lee Nelson, whose two children start classes next week. Everybody wants to be mask free, but we can't be until we put in the work. Nelson's youngest child, 10-year-old Hope, is at increased risk for complications from COVID due to asthma. I don't want to end up very sick in the ER and I definitely don't want to end up dead. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has prohibited local officials from enforcing mask mandates, but as 209,000 Orange County students go back to school today, they're being told to mask up. If they don't want to, they can opt out. Orange County School Superintendent Barbara Jenkins using her own son as an example. So if Harrison is coming to school and I've decided I don't want him to wear a face mask, all I need to do is send a simple note. The governor is reportedly okay with the opt-out option, but he also says he's asked the state education department to look into ways to punish districts financially if they try to enforce mask mandates without the opt-out. In Missouri, the battle over a proposed mask mandate in St. Louis County resumes tonight. Washington state is mandating vaccinations for state employees and most health care workers. Vaccines are also going to be mandated for men and women in military uniforms. The Pentagon plan for shots by September 15th has been endorsed by President Biden. Military analyst Jeff McCausland. Once the vaccination is made mandatory, if an active service member were to refuse to receive the shot, they could face actions For failure to obey a legal order. As American forces leave Afghanistan, a top U.S. diplomat is in the Middle East to form a response to the new surge by the Taliban. Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett. The takeover of the northern city of Kunduz was textbook Taliban. Blast their way in early in the morning, spark a mass panic among residents, sprint to the city center, raise their flag, declare victory, leave a trail of destruction behind. Kunduz is the biggest strategic and symbolic trophy in a rapid-fire string of victories that has seen city centers fall like dominoes, six provincial capitals and counting. In some cases, Afghan forces are folding without a fight. Final Senate votes are expected today on the $1 trillion infrastructure package. Congressional correspondent Chris Van Cleve. The sense is that both sides got things they wanted that this is a bill that shows that bipartisanship can work in Washington and you have pretty high enthusiasm, at least in the Senate. Now to California, where some clean air gave fire crews a chance to fight a major wildfire from the air for the first time in days. CBS's Lilia Luciano. The Dixie Fire has ravaged at least two towns and hundreds of homes. It's still threatening thousands of homes and prompting evacuations in four counties, though some like Joe Waterman and Chester have stayed behind. We sent our families away, of course, but um, to stay and help protect our neighbors' properties and our own, of course. Hannah Malik is near the Fire with the Red Cross. It's just a heartbreaking situation for families who've lost everything, and our Red Cross volunteers are giving folks physical and emotional support, giving, you know, a comforting ear and a shoulder to lean on around the clock. There's been no comment from Buckingham Palace about Prince Andrew's latest legal woes, a lawsuit brought by a woman who claims she was forced to have sex at 17. The civil case filed by Jeffrey Epstein accuser Virginia gouffray who claims she was trafficked to Andrew as a 17-year-old, does two things, says British lawyer. Mark Stevens. It's a case which is preserving Virginia Jeffrey's rights, but it's also keeping public pressure and potentially a program on Prince Andrew. Andrew has denied Gouffre's allegations. Stevens predicts Andrew's lawyers will continue to stall and stall to hold off criminal investigators. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Under pressure from the families of terror victims, the U.S. government will consider releasing secret documents. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. For years, a group of 9-11 families have alleged Saudi officials provided support to at least some of the hijackers. Last year, Attorney General Bill Barr invoked the state secrets privilege to keep FBI documents about the matter private. Now, President Biden says he backs a fresh review of the case. Last week, hundreds of 9-11 families jointly said they would oppose Mr. Biden's participation in this year's memorial events unless the documents are declassified. Well, more of us are struggling with medical death than ever before, and the pandemic may only make things worse. Here's CBS's Anna Werner. When a man showed up at Alyssa Gummo's front door in Kenosha, Wisconsin, with a court summons, the 38-year-old single mom felt crushed. It just makes me feel like a failure. She was being sued for unpaid medical bills her insurance didn't cover. Middle-class Americans, we get the short end of the stick. A new JAMA study finds medical bills are the largest source of American debt, with a record $140 billion in collections last year, nearly twice the previous estimate. Stanford professor Neil Mahoney, the lead author, says bills are often higher for people living in a dozen states, including Wisconsin, that chose not to expand eligibility for Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. The fact that the health care system, which is supposed to heal people, is creating half of debt and collections in the United States is quite distressing. Experts say state and federal legislation is needed to fix the debt crisis. Anna Werner, CBS News, Kenosha. NBC says the Tokyo Summer Olympics averaged just over 15 million primetime viewers, the smallest audience for the games since the network began broadcasting them in 1988. NBC says it expects to turn a profit despite the lower numbers. On the leading social network, you can post a picture, make a donation, or now say a prayer. CBS's Monica Ricks. Facebook rolled out a new feature where people can ask friends to pray about things like job interviews or illnesses. A user can then tap an I prayed button or add other reactions and comments. The social media giant has been testing this tool since December. And while religious leaders have said it's a great way to engage the faithful, some critics worry it could cause privacy problems. After investigating baseball's Colorado Rockies, say a fan who seemed to be shouting the N-word at Marlins player Lewis Brinson the other night was actually yelling, Dinger, trying to get the attention of the club's purple mascot named Dinger. Brinson and others on the field didn't hear any of it during the game, but the player says he watched video that captured it about 50 times later and isn't convinced it was harmless. That's the CBS World News Roundup for Tuesday. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.